Hey, what's going on today? We're going to talk about how to become a subject matter expert for in for dentistry in your area. We're actually covering four steps and sort of walking you through. Um, I don't think we put it in order, but we actually have them in order. Um, and we walk through uh, different things and different stages of becoming a subject matter expert in your area. Check it out. This is the Marketing Natives, providing actionable ways to grow, improve, and succeed in your business. And now, your hosts, Christian and Aaron. Hey guys, so before we jump in, we want to clarify a few things that when we're talking about a dentist, a dentist, dentist. a dentist, those are local <laughs> business owners, which means that even if you live in a rural area, people are going to travel maybe five, 10 miles max, maybe 15 if you're like a really good dentist or you, if you live in a rural town of like five people or like 100 people, then yeah, people may travel, travel farther. However, the vast majority of you, even if you live in a metroplex, most of your customers are going to travel five miles max. So because of that, these tips are focused on getting people and being a subject matter expert in your community, which is about that five to 10 mile radius in your town or even your side of town, depending on how big of a, a location you are in. Does that make sense? Hopefully. I think it makes sense. Okay. For sure. Right. You're not going to drive to a dentist who lives 15 miles away regularly anyway maybe he's going to give you a great deal on you know some implants or you're going to get a new <laughs> crown or something but it's not like every six months you're going to go drive 20 miles yeah and i think i mean we kind of looked at it ourselves the same way um instead of having these huge dreams of becoming like a gary vaynerchuk or whatever like nationwide you know type of um influence i guess right um and sort of honing down more into the the local people and local scene and, and mm -hmm. things like that um and i think one of the things that has helped us a lot is focusing on community engagement that should be number one yeah and it is number one oh, okay. uh, <laughs> that should be number one <laughs> so for us i mean joining the local chamber of commerce um starting on networking groups um local clubs Toastmasters, things like that, um, Rotary, Lions, are all things that just help you get noticed by local people. Um, local people have a lot of power uh, within communities and cities and towns, um, and that's what you want. You want to create those relationships with you know people in those towns, cities, towns, neighborhoods, whatever, um, and create the sense of, of, of community and you being part of the community. Um, we started, I mean, we talked about this a lot, but we started going to networking groups before, uh, did we have a name? We did not have a name. No, I started going, I think even before you moved here. So I yeah. got invited and then like you went to your first networking group in January of 2016 mm -hmm. and I was going from like October of 2015, which we didn't even have, Bitbranding was not a name until like November. Right. So, so yeah, it was, it, it was a lot of, um, networking just meeting people creating relationships before you even have a name or anything like that so and that has helped us tremendously um within you know our local area on on being these subject matter experts even back then we the way we talked and the way they, the way that we presented ourselves maybe wasn't even the best or we didn't look like experts at all mm -hmm. um we just keep kind of going at it and and talking relevant things and saying things and people test those things that you're saying and it works for them um and that's where you just start to to you know become this expert i'm putting air quotes out here 
um, in your in your industry. Yeah, and I think along with that, there's something that we did not cover was also the fact that those who stay around the longest. So with this community engagement, we may or may not talk about it a little bit later. Let me double check to make sure. No, we don't. Is that if you continue to show up in, in these communities or in these local, um, you know, chambers and events and you show up to those things and you're just continuing to show your, show your face, like even if somebody doesn't necessarily know who you are before they're still thinking they're still you're still top of mind i guess is what i'm trying to get at so by being part of that it's still getting your face out there regardless and at the beginning of your business time is you know a little bit more it's a little bit easier to have than it is uh money at that point so a little bit cheaper than advertising Mm -hmm. all right number dose here we have is content creation and we talked about this in a previous episode about how content creation is so important. And I think that that's also something that we did well at the beginning was create content and it was not necessarily good. Um, probably would be very cringeworthy to go watch and watch it back afterwards. But we did create content from the very beginning and we didn't even know what we were talking about um, in the sense that we knew what we were talking about, but you know, the day of or whatever it was more of like, Hey, we just want to, we know we want to talk about this. We don't know why we want to, but we're just getting better on video and we didn't know why we were doing it, but we were just putting out a ton of content and it did get us more comfortable on video. And I think it did help us with launching tip for tip, which is something that's on now. And I think without tip for tip, we probably wouldn't have launched this podcast, uh, because we wouldn't have been, been as comfortable. So just going out there and creating content, and we have so much content out there now with a blog and a podcast and our video show, um, and then just our regular content on Facebook and Instagram that people are constantly telling me, wow, you guys put out a lot of content. And that's actually a good thing because if somebody's looking at us, even if they don't consume all of our content, I feel like they still... Like, oh, I read, I saw this one tip for tip, you know, one month and then the next month I listen to your podcast and then I read your email. So I'm on part of your email. And then, you know, two months later I saw a tweet that you guys did. And then I saw your Instagram post last week. And that's what made me decide to actually work with you guys. Cause it was like, Hey, look, if I'm going to, if I need help or we hit that one point finally mm-hmm. where we, you know, triggered something and they were like, yeah, I need to contact these guys. So it's just, I feel like it's more at bats, basically. So I think you're saying when it comes to content creation is to not just focus on one place, but have these multiple touch points. If you want to be viewed as a subject matter expert, mm-hmm. I think people value more the fact that, dude, you're pumping out a lot of content. Um, you and To me, this is a, a, a truth is that we sort of repeat ourselves over and over and over constantly uh, just tweaking it saying it differently different formats different places um and i've noticed uh, gary vaynerchuk he does the same thing he pumps a lot of content but if you really truly listen to his message it's almost always the same thing <laughs> you know um with the little cuss words here and there well i think that it helps okay. with our consistency of our brand too because we changed what we said all of the time as a core then it would be really wishy-washy and people don't really gravitate towards that so mm-hmm. i think that is you know, I think that is a plus side for you who's trying to be a subject matter ex- expert. Yeah. So just creating a lot of content and then having multiple touch points. So it just kind of seems like you're everywhere. You know? Yeah. I think Neil Patel coined it as like a, it's called omnipresent, which is omnipresent. Yeah. Which, you know, as a dentist, you could create a lot of videos, a lot of video content. And I think there is a, 
a content creation strategy that Gary Vee put out a while ago, and then we've shared it before. But basically, you know, you could do a video and then take screenshots of that video to, to make images for like Instagram and then restrict that audio to turn it into a podcast. So it's not like you have to create all this other content. Mm-hmm. It's like you can do one longer piece of content and use that over and over again, which we're not really using this podcast or the like people we interview with. We're not using that to our full extent. We do it on Facebook and Instagram, but we don't strip it and put it into, you know, other stuff either, which we probably should. Um, but you don't have to recreate the wheel every time you can do one long piece of content and then just break it up. All right, guys, this is your favorite part of the episode. And if this, if you're new, it's about to be your new favorite part. This is where we tell you guys a little bit about bit branding. For those of you who have never listened before, we're in based in Allen, Texas. We're a digital marketing agency. Christian and I started this back in 2015 ish, 2016, early around that era. So we've been around a few years. Uh, we help local business owners and those who are looking to sell online products. And if you are one of those businesses who do does not have a website, maybe you're listening to this and you're like, dang, I'm about to start my new dentist practice or, hey, I'm part of this group or I hired a dentist website building company and I don't really own my website and I pay $35 a month and I have to pay or $200 a month and I have to pay it every month for the rest of my life. If you're one of those people, contact us immediately at 555. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Go anywhere on social media at BitBranding or hello at BitBranding.co or just go to our website, BitBranding.co. Reach out to us. We'll give you a quote. Christian just created this awesome calculator. We can even, I don't know if he'll be on our website or anything yet, but you can reach out to us. We'll send you the calculator and you can fill that out and just get a quote that way. You don't even have to talk to us. You can just put in what kind of website that you want and you can actually get a, a price for that uh, for that website. But the last thing you want to do is lease a website. What we do is we build a website and then afterwards we hand the keys over to you. You own it. If you don't like us afterwards, that, that, that rarely happens, but if you don't like us afterwards or you want to break up, you can take the website with us or with you. Um, but if you continue, if you stop paying with another company, then you don't have a website anymore. And we've actually experienced this firsthand. So I know a lot of dentists like to get into that group, and this is becoming a very long ad, but if you need help with your website and you are a dentist or in a similar field and you're renting your website, make sure to go to bitbranding.co or follow us or reach out to us on social media at bitbranding. And we're back. Number three, sponsorships. Uh, I think, the, yeah, the first one was community engagement, so getting involved in the community sort of organically like that. Um, but this next one is, you know, sponsorship. So either sponsoring local events, charities, um, getting behind something where you become, um, like people know you, I guess, for, I don't know, you know, helping dogs right, that yeah. need a home, right? So you're the dentist that helps dogs get homes <laughs> so um, look that's our favorite dentist of the dog get home dentist. <laughs> yeah so it's just like a it's a way for you know for you to again just we're trying to make you uh, connect with more people right so um as long as you're sort of backing up some sort of you know cause or you have a motto or goal you know that you're trying to help 
something beyond just yourselves and your patients, um, people get behind that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if this is what you're kind of going with, but in my mind, that's what, you know, a, a subject matter expert, you know, it's about, you know, trying to get yourself in front of a lot more eyeballs and mm-hmm. doing something like that by definition does that, you know, um, getting, you know, behind some sort of cost or goal. Um, and people do like to sort of see some of these things into, into fruition as well. So, um, talking about goals, like for example, like you, like running and stuff like that, like how many people have, you know, told you, you know, Oh, that's so awesome. Like I want to follow you and your journey, you Mm -hmm. know, um, and I'm kind of deviating from the sponsorship aspect here aspect. Um, but I think it is important and it, it does, you know, just bring more people and you just kind of become a more wholesome, you know, subject matter expert. It's not just about this, 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 this. It's about this other big goal that you have. Um, right. In place. And I think there's two parts to that too. It's like one of it could be selfishly, like it feels good to help other people. And mm-hmm. if you've never helped somebody else then you should go do that and then you know what we're talking about. And if you have, you know what we're talking about already. But the other part of it is that you have to be passionate about what you're sponsoring. Like if you just, if you're going out there like Christian saying, you're just going out there to get in front of eyeballs, like, yes, that's going to happen, but people can see right through that. So it better, it would be better for you to sponsor, like Christian said, the dogs, because you're really passionate about like adopting animals and get in front of 300 people. And eventually over time, maybe that makes sense for you versus saying like, Hey, I want to sponsor a race for, you know, the Allen school district or your school district, but you really don't care about that nearly as much as the dogs, but you're going to be in front of 5,000 people versus 300. I think at the end of the day in a, in a net net game that, the going the dog route and what you're passionate about is gonna is gonna win nine times out of ten versus trying to go to the crowd that has the most amount of people mm-hmm. because there's so many other places to do sponsorship but if you're not really passionate about it and you just put money behind it it's not really gonna work so doing sponsorships should be really thought out and don't just write a check uh, there should be a little bit more involvement with it for you to really truly be successful and for you to be that subject matter expert and get your name out there. For sure. Mm-hmm. All right, what's the last thing that we have here? It's the gasoline, right? Gasoline. <laughs> so digital and on offline advertising. And yeah, dang, didn't even realize it, but yeah, we put it in order. So the last one here is putting gasoline on your already existing fire. So if you're a dentist and you've been doing really well, you say you've been part of the local chamber of commerce, you're part of the Lions Club, you've been creating videos every week, you've been doing sponsorships at the local, you know, AWOL or something like that, and then you start to run like Facebook or Instagram or YouTube ads, now it seems like you're like everywhere, you know? It's like, hey, that's that guy who helped out over at AWOL or oh hey, is that hey, that's that guy that told me that the charcoal cleaning doesn't actually work or hey, that's that guy that helped me, you know, figure out how to use a toothpick out of a fishing line or, or whatever. And now you've stood out to that person and now you may get a new customer because you've put more fire or more gasoline on the fire to reach more people. And what's good about a local business is, you know, depending on the size of your business here, at least for us in Allen, you know, a five mile radius is going to reach 200,000 people. Depending on how much money you have, you'll probably reach the, all of those 200,000 people with mm-hmm. advertising. It's not going to be super expensive for you to do that. You're not trying to reach millions of people. So it's a really good idea for you to do that. Um, and then the next 
big part of this. So digital plus offline advertising, at least what I was trying to say is, and I don't think we do this too much, but we're trying to. Offline advertising? Yeah. Um, like getting in magazines, I don't think it makes sense for us. But like, billboards. Yeah. But billboards, <laughs> yeah. No, that's like $5,000 like a week. Have you heard of, I think it's Blip. What's Blip? It's um, billboards, but you can do it with the ease of online advertising, right? So you just kind of order it as you would order a Facebook ad. So it's all digital. Mm-hmm, it's all digital. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that may make sense. I think I talked to you about doing offline advertising outside of like independence. Mm-hmm. Remember, it was like $400 a mm-hmm. month. Yeah. And we'd have our, you know, bit branding right there, which I think we have a local impact in our hometown community. So it would make sense. Plus, it'd be pretty cool to go drive home and see, see <laughs> our billboard on out there. And it was, yeah, it was super inexpensive, which we should probably revisit that again. That's maybe an investment. Um, but not offline. To matter. It could be offline advertising like the, um, I don't know, like putting your name in a magazine that, you know, may work. But what I'm thinking about it is using digital to collect email addresses and addresses and sending people things in the mail. So a lot of people send these little Chotsky things that are basically a bunch of junk and hurt the environment and you know nobody really likes that stuff what is um it? tchotchkes that's what they're called i don't know what that is. that's like a oh hey this is a paper bag clip thing and oh uh here's my pencil and here's my whistle and here's this little uh, okay, uh okay. band-aid holder like all this <laughs> stuff that nobody really wants or anything like that and ends up in the trash and they spend thousands of dollars so instead of doing that you could get email addresses and um, addresses and actually send gifts to the people who sign up. Trust me, you're not going to get thousands of people. You may get a couple hundred. It will still be cheaper, but I'm like, hey, Christian, you signed up, and I'm going to send you dental floss or toothpaste in the mail that's branded for me. Like, hey, free toothpaste? Heck yeah. Like, why would I not? Sure, mail me some toothpaste. My favorite is Tom's or my favorite is Colgate or whatever, and it's, you know, they mail it to you, and you're like, okay, sweet. So every time that you go and brush your teeth, I just make this up off my head. It's a good idea. But every time I go brush my teeth, I see your brand, which is, that's pretty good marketing. If you don't use that, <laughs> I'm going to become a dentist <laughs> and use it. But that's what I mean by the, like the offline advertising kind of thing. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. So no billboards. No, I mean, you could, <laughs> but that's, that's, I mean, if you're rural, like Kansas, then yeah. If you're like Metroplex, like Dallas, probably not. I really do want to look into that blip thing, but blip. Anyways. Okay, we'll look at blip after this. All right. Well, if you guys see us on blip, and then you go listen to this podcast afterwards, you'll know why. All right. So there you have it. Four ways on how to become a subject matter expert for your dentistry uh, in your local area. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to like and subscribe. If you're on Apple Podcast, um, if you're not, still make sure that you subscribe or like or join or. I don't know what other sort of verbiage any of the other podcast apps have out there. Um, But make sure to um, also either, I don't know, find us on Instagram and let us know how we're doing on the podcast. Just send us a DM, say like, hey, um, I came from your podcast. You guys are doing awesome. And uh, let us know what you want to hear next. Um, We would love to uh, create content that you guys will listen to and we'll actually you know put into practice so if you actually put some of this stuff into practice we also would like to uh, know about these things um you can just hit us up on on twitter or uh, instagram at bit branding all right see you guys next week 
The Marketing Natives Podcast is a production of Bit Branding.